0: Dive into our latest courses designed to enhance your bond with your furry friend. Whether you're a seasoned owner or a new puppy parent, there's something for everyone at dogspeak101.com. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Enroll now and take the first step toward a happier, well-behaved dog. Visit dogspeak101.com to browse our course catalog. Get 10% off all courses through February the 14th. Dogspeak geeks I hope you have had a wonderful holiday Uh, we have had a fantastic Christmas and are excited to get back to work to be honest Um, I'm so excited about the opportunities that we have for continued learning for you guys in 2024 and I want to take just a few minutes and tell you all about it so we have a new monthly membership set up where we have three different tiers. You have the opportunity for uh, a tier one where you have access to our video library. We are guaranteeing two new videos every month uh, to help you continue to train your dog at home. Uh, We also have opportunities in our tier to have free content from online. We have discounts for merchandise and other online content. Uh, We have an opportunity for you to audit group classes that we are hosting in Murfreesboro at Family Pet Health. We have new online courses. Right now we have Building Relationship, Not a Dictatorship that will be launching on January the 1st. Our new dog communication uh, webinar is also going uh, to be available and it's a little different than Uh, The live version that we recorded, uh, this one is more of a presentation style and it is available on the website now. We also are going to have more online content and courses available. Gray is working on a puppy one as well as a leash manners. So we're really excited about the opportunities that we have coming up for you guys uh, that are not local and can't work with us locally. But we do have some online content as well as we are continuing to um, have our Zoom consults available and Zoom training available. You would be amazed at how much we can get done via Zoom um, and through just you doing videos and sending in videos. So we have a lot of opportunities for you guys. I know that uh, some of you would love to work with a positive trainer, but you don't have one near you. So we are available for Zoom consults and We have a lot of online content that is going to be available. We are going to work on doing listener questions once a month. So be sure you're continuing to send in those listener questions. We are going to read a couple of those today and answer those. We have some wonderful guests coming up in 2024. And uh, hopefully we'll get Britt on here, uh, you know, every couple of weeks. Maybe we can talk her into getting on for a short segment. So I've missed you guys. I've missed hearing from you. I've missed uh, talking with you every week, Uh, but I am going to work on getting better. I think what's going to end up happening is I'm going to try to do weekly podcasts. They're probably just going to be a little bit shorter uh, than what we've done in the past, but uh, we'll see what it looks like. And uh, just we'll grow together Um, as 24 is coming around. I just want to make things as easy as possible for you guys and give you as much content as I possibly can uh, with all of our wonderful listeners around the world. So let's start with a listener question today. Uh, again, we're going to try to do these every month, so be sure you, you're sending in your questions. So the first question is coming from Eve. Her first question is wondering your opinion on crating dogs. I find it cruel and inhumane. I hope it goes away uh, with the other horrid ideas uh, that we used to use with dog training. So uh, first question is about crates. She finds it inhumane and I completely understand where you're coming from, Eve. However, I'm going to disagree. I think that crating is something that can be very helpful and beneficial for teaching puppies, keeping them safe, keeping them away from wires and uh, chewing on dangerous items. I think crating uh, is a really great way to help teach your dog to decompress and relax. Uh, but I think that we need to kind of change the wording to it. If we talk about isolation instead of just calling it crating, then we can probably see it in a different way way. So I think it's important that dogs learn to be isolated for quiet time. Now that isolation may look like a crate, it may look like a small room, or a large bedroom, or maybe it's a playpen style. I mean if you think about putting a baby gate up in a room like a laundry room, uh, it's like a crate. Uh, You have four walls, uh, four sides to it, you have a top to it, you have a bottom to it, It's just easy for the dog to stand up, turn around, and move. So I think that when we look at crates, many people are thinking, well, if a dog is unable to move in a crate, can't stand up, can't turn around, can't stretch out, is that cruel? Yeah, I think that that can be very uncomfortable. But I think that we can also have a too small of a bathroom. If we have, say, we have a half bath and it's small, and we put our great Dane in there, um, that's not probably very comfortable for that dog. So, I think that dogs really do need to learn how to be in um, contained somewhere safely. And I think that there are times that a crate may have to be used, whether it's for travel, maybe the dog is sick and having to stay at the vet, or... You're in a hotel room, and it's just better that your dog stays in a crate so that they don't destroy anything in that room. So I do think that it is important that dogs learn how to isolate and be alone and relax, whether that is a crate, a small room, a large room, or a playpen. So I think anything can be considered kind of cruel and inhumane. Um, You know, if we're looking at isolation, I mean, even a leash can be used in a cruel way, so um, I think that we need to think about the reason why we crate, um, and that is not inhumane. Um, I think it's important that the dogs do learn that isolation is a good thing, um, and it's a um, a safety net put in place so that the dogs don't get into things that could do them harm. So I hope that answered that enough for you on that one, Eve. The second question is, uh, is feeding dogs kibble every meal day after day um, appropriate? When I was a kid, dogs ate the leftovers. They got variety in both nutrients and taste appeal. I agree. When I was growing up, um, we would feed our dogs kibble, but we also gave them the leftovers of our meals. And so I do think that it is important That dogs get a variety and anytime you can add in natural food and real food, I really think that we should be doing that. If you can add in some broccoli, if you can add in some fruits and vegetables on top of whatever your dog is eating, that's going to be very beneficial for them. Um, And if you are feeding just kibble, I think that you could easily switch up that kibble on a regular basis so maybe every two bags change a protein and obviously your dog has to have a healthy gut um, in order to um, have that transition be smooth but i do think it's very important that our dogs get a variety of food and whether that's different textures different flavors uh, different proteins and then of course adding in fresh food anytime you can is very beneficial We are going to be doing another episode with Tiffany in 24 on what we're finding as far as more research with nutrition and and what she has as far as new options for us, whether it be kibble, fresh food, dehydrated, raw, etc. So uh, I'm excited about that episode. All right. She says, I find it no wonder that dogs today are depressed and anxiety Uh, written I guess I'm just venting have you discussed this on the pod thank you and I enjoy your work thanks Eve for sending this this is I mean it's really good this is what I would love to to hear from you guys uh, that this is how you're feeling and if you're feeling this way let me know because I want to talk to you about these feelings and and I want to help you maybe find a different way of looking at something Um, I do find that there are a lot of dogs with anxiety. I think there are a lot of dogs that are not getting their needs met correctly. And this is why it's important that we understand our dogs and we understand what that genetic uh, predisposition looks like. uh, What is it that they could be enjoying that we haven't even tried? Maybe we're not thinking outside the box enough. Um, are we giving our dog the right exposure and socialization? Is the gut healthy enough to handle the world? Because a lot of anxiety uh, and emotional um, you know, negativity is going to come from poor gut health, uh, from not feeling good. And of course, if you're living in a home with chronic stress, uh, then of course, your dog is also going to suffer from anxiety. So, yeah, I'm seeing a lot of it, and I do think that there are a lot of things that we can do to change. Uh, We have to really kind of look at each dog, each case, each environment, and then really looking at the legs of the dog, which we've talked about many times on the episodes, uh, of looking at their learning history, their environment. Is it the right environment um, for their genetics? Um, How are they doing as far as their selves? Are they healthy? Do they feel good? Um, Are we missing something? So take a deep dive looking at your dog and, um, you know, help them navigate whatever it is that we're dealing with. And if you're unsure what's going on with your dog and you just want to have a conversation, um, we offer quick zooms, 30-minute zooms to have some conversation to say, hey, yeah, this is something we can help you with. Let's set up for something longer and let's start working together. Or it's let me just help you feel better. About something and it's nothing to worry about. So we can help you. So just reach out to us. Okay, so our next question is coming from Catherine. Uh, She says, as you've learned more about trauma and dogs, how do you feel about rescuing a dog versus getting a dog from a reputable breeder? On the face of it, it seems that one is inviting more trauma-based issues with a rescue. However, there are so many dogs who need homes. Yes, um, so this has changed for me. I I do think that rescuing is super important, but I do know that most rescues are going to come with some baggage. But it doesn't mean that that baggage cannot be worked on. That we can't help a a rescue dog be the best version of themselves. We just know that typically a rescue dog is going to come with something. A dog that is coming from a breeder is going to have less chances of having um, major trauma. But can still have issues. Based on the genetics of their parents. I mean, if we have a, if we have a dog who comes from a breeder that has a an environment that is not relaxing for the mother while she's carrying those puppies, that, those puppies can end up having some trauma, maybe some sound sensitivity because uh, the the home environment was always so loud then the mother was stressed out, then the puppies are going to end up with a little bit of trauma. And the breeder could look like a reputable breeder, but not thinking about the environment and how it's affecting the mother while she's carrying the puppies. So, I mean, I really think it's a hit or miss any way you go, whether it's a reputable breeder, whether it's a rescue. I think it's a hit or miss. And unfortunately, unfortunately, There's just really no black and white answer to it. Um, I think every dog is going to have to have um, a look at their individual needs and uh, kind of learn what their maybe issues are or problems or things that we can improve on. So like watching Myers grow, I thought, okay, he's coming from a rescue, but he was rescued within a week of him being born so i thought surely the god there can't be that much trauma to deal with Uh, but in actuality he has a ton of trauma and so when i'm looking at like rottweiler breeders i am looking at not only um, how the environment set up but i'm also looking at how the parents were treated So like I have one breeder I've looked at, unfortunately they use aversive techniques when training the adults and that stress could be passed down to the puppies. And so I've chosen, even though I love the look of their dogs and I really like the rest of their setup, I'm not sure I want to go with one of their puppies for fear of having too much sensitivity um, with the prior training of the adults. So... Uh, Yeah, it really is kind of a hit or miss. Um, I think that uh, I will continue to probably do some rescue as I, you know, grow and get more dogs, but I'm also going to be looking at a breeder for a Rottie because I do want to make sure I get a Rottweiler that doesn't have, um, or I should say that has the least amount of chances of having issues. So I will say that learning about the trauma and the more I get into understanding the dog's development, the neuroscience aspect of their behavior, I'm, I look at dogs very differently. And what I used to look at dogs and watch dogs interact or find something funny, uh, you know, that a, a human did to a dog and it was funny. Now I'm looking at it as going, oh, that dog's not going to understand that. That dog is going to be traumatized from that. That dog is going to be stressed from that. I totally look at things very differently these days. Um, So, yeah, it can uh, be very challenging. So, and not as much fun because I'm just always worried about their development. So, anyway, I hope that answered that one for you, Catherine. Your second question was, could you explain more of what you mean when you say you cannot reinforce an emotion? Okay, so the next question, the final question that we're going to talk about, uh, Catherine also said, could you explain more of what you mean when you say you cannot reinforce an emotion? You've said that a couple of times recently, and I'm not entirely clear as to what you mean. So what I'm talking about on this is specifically fear. So many times you hear people say you cannot reinforce fear. So therefore, if your dog is feeling fearful, you need to comfort them, console them, and help them feel safe. And so a lot of people will say, well, if you do that, you're reinforcing the fear. Now they're going to be more afraid next time. And this is just wrong. So you cannot reinforce fear because fear is happening based off a response to a trigger uh, and there are chemicals being released. So instead of using kind of a dog... Because people are going to listen and go, no, it's still reinforced. I'm going to use a human example because I just think it's easier to do that. Without so That way I'm not getting too scientific here. If, let's say, that um, an explosion happened outside your home. Uh, let's say a transformer blew. And this transformer, out of the blue, exploded. It was loud. It was scary. All of a sudden, more than likely, there's going to be chemicals released within your body. Your heart is going to start beating faster. You might start sweating. You may start breathing a little heavier. This is something you're really not even controlling. Uh, your, Your body is responding to something that's fearful, that was startling. If your partner walked over, put their arms around you, and hugged you, Maybe they brought you a cup of tea to settle you down. They're not doing that to reinforce that fear. You're not going to become more fearful the next time they hug you or you're not going to feel fear next time you get a cup of tea. It's going to help you feel more relaxed because you recognize that it was something that helped to lower the fear that you were experiencing. So again, if someone's comforting you, they're not comforting you and therefore creating more fear in you they're comforting you to decrease your fear and to release different hormones different chemicals that will help you deal with it so with your dogs gosh they don't understand what's happening you can look out the window and go oh it was just a transformer that blew knowing that's going to help lower your fear immediately but the response, the visceral response you're feeling may not immediately, even though you go, okay, that was a transformer, my heart rate isn't going to immediately start to slow down. It's going to take a minute because those, that chemical has to run its course. So your friend, your partner, whoever who's brought you, know, you some tea or hugged you, they're doing that to help with that chemical, not to reinforce that chemical. So I hope that makes sense. Um, we just we can't you know reinforce that emotion now if the if if the human realizes that in order to get taken care of they just have to f- to act anxious or nervous or fearful show those external behaviors to get a response from a human then you can say well the human was reinforced. But the fear itself wasn't reinforced. It was the external behavior that was reinforced. So external behavior can be reinforced. Emotions cannot. I hope that makes sense. I should have probably had Britt on this one because she, she would come up with a way that would explain it probably better than me because I get too scientific, too nerdy, and then I, I, deal, I struggle with trying to make it in plain English. So anyway, I hope that made sense. Uh, You can reward external behavior, not emotions. Anyway, so I hope that uh, gives you the answers that you guys are looking for today. Again, I hope you've had a wonderful holiday. Uh, And if you have some ideas, some things that you would like us to talk about in the future uh, podcast episodes for 24, send them to me. Um, I am open and ready to hear, uh, because you guys know I talk about this before, I get stuck in a box, and then I don't know what to talk about and and what to cover, so you guys can help me out by sending me your ideas. Uh, So anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, be sure you are checking out the website, get on the social media pages, sign up for the newsletter so you don't miss anything, uh, and We will have the memberships will be ready for signing up January the 1st, uh, and they are monthly, so you don't have to to sign up for six months or a year. You can literally just do monthly um, and earn all kinds of wonderful rewards and opportunities for your loyalty. There's just, there's so many wonderful things happening. Uh, So I'll mention those again on the next episode and uh, look forward to spending more time with you guys on this podcast in 2024.